Y'all doing out here in these Caribbean streets? It's your girl, Danny Redwine. It is June 30th, and we have a great show planned for you today. Now, we really just talking to be talking because I want to touch on a few different things, and we also have Rob Little coming in the chat today. Rob Little is an international comedian. Um, he is all over the place. He is very, very funny. I had the honor of opening up for him. I was his feature when he came here to my hometown of Grand Rapids, Michigan, and we set that building on fire. He never seen my set. I never seen his, but we had that crowd going, and that was a live crowd that night. So I'm very excited to chat with him um, and see what he is up to. Um, You know, he uses his training from, like, world-famous Second City Improv Comedy Club and, you know, created routines there. Um, He established himself as a performer in clubs, colleges, cruises, and corporate all throughout the country. Um, So I'm I'm excited. I'm super excited to talk to him. But in the meantime, you know we got some music, and you know we talk about some of the stuff that is going on in the world. Uh, We chat about a little bit of everything, and if I don't have nobody to chat with, trust and believe your girl is going to find something to talk about, okay, because there's always something going on. Now, the most recent thing has been the BET Awards. Uh, The BET Awards um, was lit, and shout out to Buster Rhymes. Buster Rhymes got finally, he finally got recognized um, and won the uh oh man what is the award he won a high achievement award um i'm gonna misquote this so let me go on and because there's so many different types of awards let me just make sure that i'm saying this right because i don't want nobody coming for me talking about you was on there talking about buster rhymes and didn't even know what uh what award he just was won um but yes he got Known for uh, what was the the what is the why don't they just give you the name of the award? When you go through Google, you got to go through every flipping thing in order to find the the main information here. Okay, so da 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 da. He just got awarded. Let me see what it is. Performance. B E T R doing the most. Why can't you just tell me what the award was for? Okay, well, we just going to get into it. Buster Rhymes won an award. I think it was a Lifetime Achievement Award on BET, and he was, he was you know, overwhelmed. Um, you know, he got emotional on stage, and it made me get a little bit emotional because 
I've been listening to Buster Rhymes ever since Leaders of the New School. Like, I love Buster Rhymes because he was always so different and he was so set apart from any other style of rap. You know, I mean, there's no one can read. There's no other Buster Rhymes in the world. So um, he won that award. I wanted to recognize him more than anybody um, on that award show just because it's valid. You know, Buster Rhymes definitely deserved that award. But everybody looked good. Everybody came out. Um, everybody was dancing. Like it was, it was a nice award show. There was a lot of people because I'm older now. I feel like a lot of people, um, I'm out of date. Like, I don't know a lot of these new artists, you know. So I'm geeked when I see, like, LL Cool J and, you know, the old school rappers because that's my era. You know, I grew up in the the 90s. I grew up when rap started. This new rap I can't really get with, but, you know, some of it's catchy. I won't say that I'm, I'm not a fan of any of the new music at all these days. I actually like some of the catchy music that the younger kids listen to because, you know, it's, it's, it's popular, it's, it's it's new, you know. But, yeah, absolutely. Also, BET is coming back. I don't know if y'all know this, but um, Medea <laughs> done bought BET, and I think a lot of these programs are going to come back. I found out that uh, Comic View, Comic View, which is for comedians, is coming back to BET. That's big for us. That's big for us, especially for comedians that want to get on that type of a platform. Comic View is where a lot of uh, comedians got their 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 first shot. You know, uh, Comic View is where they got on there. They they had different competitions. They highlighted new comedians. So I'm super excited that that's coming back. You know, hopefully I'll get a chance to go or be in the audience or be a part of it, but. It's definitely something that comedians we need. We need we need these platforms. We need BET's platforms because most of the the bigger networks are white owned and white ran. So, you know, we we get spots but we could get a lot more spots. You know what I'm saying? Like there's a lot more um famous white comedians, not not to say that there's anything wrong with that, but there's a lot of black comedians that still have not even been discovered yet that are hilarious. So y'all guys check it out. Y'all gotta ch- I don't know why every time I, I don't know if it's a nervous thing or not, but every time I start my show I get the yawns. I don't know what that's about. Maybe the yawns I don't know. Maybe the yawns are buying me time or it just seems like I become overwhelmed with yawns when I'm on this show. So that's a little bit annoying. Okay, and other news. Um the internet is evil. Uh, I don't know if you guys heard the story about the young man in Chicago that punched a woman in a restaurant, and her 14-year-old son came to her aid, the guy, and killed him. His name is Jeremy, I think, and um, shot the guy and killed him. And initially, uh, the son and the mother were charged with murder. They were charged with the murder. And... um they got off. The the charges were dropped because it was proven that, you know, he was beating up this woman. So the internet has been going crazy about him going into a place to get a burger and coming out with his wings. I, you know, I don't condone laughter of a death 
by any means. Um, I do, I do send my condolences to his family um, because uh, my condolences to that family is that he is a life lost. There is a life lost there. Uh, did they fail him? Yes, they failed that young man because he was way too comfortable putting his hands on an older woman, um, an obvious older woman, um, and that is not okay. So I don't blame – I blame the people that raised him and the people in his life that failed him because, you know, any woman that raises a son doesn't raise a son to hit women. That's just not what we do. Um I don't condone violence in any means. My sons know they better not lay no hand on no woman, and that's just the way it's supposed to be. So I, you know, I sympathize, but I, I, to a degree, like I feel like I can sympathize only to a certain extent because you know, you you got to expect that there's going to be some consequences and repercussions when you put in your, when you put in your hands on an older woman. That's just. That's just what it is. So, you know, the 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 lesson to be learned in that to not put your hands on women because you don't know who's going to have their back and how people are going to respond to that. So, yeah, that's 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 what we leave in that with. So, um in other news, uh we have uh um, Amanda, I don't know if you guys follow comedian Amanda Seals. Um, Amanda Seals is, she's got this podcast now where she's talking about um, controversial issues. She brings up things about politics, um, racism, uh, all of that stuff. And I, I follow Amanda Seals. She is a comedian. She's a fellow sister in comedy. But she brings a lot of awareness to things that we don't hear about or, or or things that we don't know about on the political end. Like, I'm not a big political person, so I, I show up to vote. I figure out who I'm going to vote for and for what reasons, and I vote for them, and that's it. Do I, do I follow all of, like, the news media and the, 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 the coverages and when they go and do their speeches? I don't follow all of that stuff. You know, I just don't. But um, Amanda Seals is somebody that you should follow if that's if that's something that you're into because she's somebody where you're going to get not only the information, but you're also going to get the background um, of that person and the information and, and how to effectively make change in your community. So I'm just putting that out there because it's positive and, um, and she's a comedian. You know, we don't have too many comedians that, that talk about serious dialogue, and we should. We, we should have more people that talk about a little bit more serious dialogue. And um, Amanda Seals, you know, she, she does it for me. So I will say that. I will say, you know, you should probably check her out just because she's not only funny, but she is informative, and, you know, she knows about – a lot of the stuff that people don't normally, you know, think about. So um, in other news, let's see, uh, Lola Brooke, um, she was a big thing. Uh, Coco at the BET Awards, that was a big thing. Um, 
In breaking news, uh, the Supreme Court strikes down uh, President Biden's student loan debt forgiveness plan, which I think is crap because uh, in other countries, people get education for free. Um, a lot of Americans are paying for an education that they don't even utilize. I, I definitely uh, went to school and didn't finish in the, at a community college program, and I didn't finish that program, but I still had to pay for all of those classes that I took. Um, and I actually paid those classes off. I went to a trade school, and I had a trade school that closed. And technically, those schools, those trade schools that teach you like a trade, if those schools close or they become bankrupt or they do anything, you can, dispute, you can dispute those loans. Um, a lot of people don't know that they can dispute those loans, but you can. You don't have to pay that money back right away. You can pay that money. Um, you can pay that money. Well, you know, you can pay it back in several ways, but you don't have to pay back money if it's a trade school that is no longer existing. A lot of people have gone to those trade schools and have, have accumulated student loans, and those schools aren't even available anymore. So I don't know. I, I kind of feel like, you know, school should be free for us. Um, it should be free for black people. I definitely feel like school should be free for African Americans because we built this country. Um, we are mistreated in this country. And, you know, we are – unlawfully locked up in this country. So we should get our education for free. I don't know if we, you know, if we can make that happen, but if something needs to happen, that would be it. That's all I got to say about that. Um, Roseanne Barr, Roseanne Barr, she went viral um, saying that uh, – Lizzo, the artist Lizzo, needs to be bowing down to her and paying respect to her because she paved the way for us. First of all, for curvy women or or heavier set women, she's saying Roseanne is saying that Lizzo should, you know, give her thanks for paving the way for heavier women. That's not the truth. Uh, Nell Carter, Nell Carter was definitely the first heavy set woman that I could think of that was a comedian and that was funny and that left this world too soon. But Nell Carter, everybody knew who Nell Carter was back in the day. She was before Roseanne. So uh, have a seat, Roseanne. Nobody is checking for you. You need to go and, and sit down. Um, but after being chewed to pieces online for coming at Lizzo earlier this week, and this is by Hollywood Unlocked. Um, Roseanne Barr found herself back in the hot seat over the latest comment that she made in regards to uh, the Holocaust. Um, while she was speaking on a podcast this past weekend with um, Theo Vaughn about online censorship, Barb, who is Jewish, brought up the Holocaust, brought um, up Holocaust denial. Um, she was in the middle of suggesting that social media platforms manipulate the truth by banning select accounts when um, 
when she made the shocking statement that nobody died in the Holocaust. Uh, and I, I, there were six million Jews that died. I don't understand why she would even say that. But and she is Jewish, so I'm not for sure. She also went to say that Jews started Hollywood and have since run it like an organized crime network. Um. <laughs> so then Theo, who is a comedian, chimed in to ask her, "Was it weird?" Uh, when Hollywood went against you then because you're Jewish. And then, um, you know, Hollywood Jews don't like Jews. And that's what her response was. She's a Jew, but she got fired from Jewish Hollywood. I Listen, you know, people use a lot of stuff that happened and then discredit it. Like, don't bring up the Holocaust and don't bring up slavery to discredit what happened to those people. It happened. It's written. There's there's receipts. There's receipts of these people being mistreated. There's receipts of these people dying. There's receipts of people being hung. There's receipts of people being put in gas chambers. All of that stuff is real. I don't like how, you know, people try to manipulate the past. To make it seem like it wasn't as bad as it was, it was bad. It was it was inhumane how uh, the Holocaust people were treated. The same as it was. I won't say the same, but it it was. It was mistreatment certain race of people, just like us, just like black people, and it's still going on to this day. I feel like racism is is very well and alive because. Every, it impacts everybody. It impacts all of us. Um, so yeah, I just yeah, I'm I'm over that. I'm I'm over that with people um, ignoring ignoring the fact that Americans, Black Americans, are mistreated. Um, a lot of people are mistreated. Okay, short people are mistreated. Handicapped people are mistreated. Elderly people are mistreated. You know, this world is is lacking love and compassion. People don't care no more, and it's unfortunate because that's really the only thing that's going to save this world is, is unity and coming together. And, you know, we're constantly fighting against each other, and we got enemies all around us. I just, for the world, I pray for the world all the time. I'm a spiritual woman. Um, I love the Lord. Can't nobody tell me about my God. I ain't going to turn this into church, but... We are here for a reason. Everybody has a purpose, and our purpose is not to spew hate. It's not. It's to spew love, and it's and it's to come together and to connect. But, yeah, y'all done got me on the route. We're going to talk about more, okay? We got a lot of other things to talk about. You know, call, feel free. You know, this is the Caribbean radio show. This is the comedy chat. I'm your host. You can feel free to call in, listen to the show. Um, the The guest call-in number is 661 661- Four six seven two four zero seven. If you just want to call, listen in. If you want to chime in, you can. We do have a guest coming, but um, before we do the guest, y'all know I'm gonna play some songs. I'm about to upgrade my um, my song list so that I can have some new music for y'all because I've been rotating these songs ever since I started this show, and I think uh, y'all probably getting tired of hearing these songs. I know I got some new music from my from my independent artists, but I'm going to go ahead and play some songs for y'all, and we're going to be right back. 
Homos died a few times, been shot at, consumed lies, been brutalized and scrutinized, was boxed in like two times, no shot till I drew wise, and looked back with new eyes, my young years just flew by, a grown man with two lives left, but life ain't no game, no, niggas in the hood, killing niggas off say so, you breaking gang codes, niggas die over pesos, I just lay low with my girl, hey, I made that one pesos, wanna make it like a night or day, I like I had changed clothes, these actors do the same shit, playing the same roles, you hating on another COVID symptoms, your taste po. I do it for the love of it, like curry and clay show, I'm here for a reason, man, I gotta be, God's death so many times, shit, I gotta be, I'm thanking God, I'm obviously a prodigy, he let me breathe another day, to fulfill my prophecy, I'm here for a reason, man, I gotta be, God's death so many times, shit, I gotta be, I'm thanking God, I'm obviously a prodigy, he let me breathe another day, to fulfill my prophecy, Walked away from accidents that probably should've took my life Walked away from magnum tips that probably would've been on my eye I know I'm not invincible, no army man I'm 27, how much more pain can a body stand? Yeah, I've made a lot of plans And I'll see to him, no retreat to him, complete doing Put heat to him like seafood But at the same time, I keep cooling and dream lucid No peak to him, I teach students and keep doing What I dream of, envisioning my feet up With a million on my visa Chilling in visa, controlling all delete the Times when I struggle Never needing any features Preach to the niggas that don't need to Take heed to the kingdom See leaders, you can be them See anybody struggling for guidance, you can lead them Anybody trying to break the chains, I bet you'll free them Was raining when I came and now we in a different season I'm here for a reason, man, I gotta be God's death so many times, shit, I gotta be I'm thanking God, I'm obviously a prodigy He let me breathe another day to fulfill my prophecy I'm here for a reason, man, I gotta be God's death so many times, shit, I gotta be I'm thanking God, I'm obviously a prodigy He let me breathe another day to fulfill my prophecy And that was Malik Jordan with Gotta Be. That's M-A-L-I-Q-J-O-R-D-A-N. He is on all platforms. I'm actually going to watch this young man perform um, in my city, downtown Grand Rapids, tomorrow at the Calder, um, is, which is which is like the, the main area where they have festivals and and um and parties and gatherings and big events for the city. Um that's where he's gonna be performing tomorrow. And um I'm a, I'm gonna take some pictures so y'all can see this artist that we are featuring on our show. Um he is an independent artist. He is out of Grand Rapids, Michigan. Um and I like the kid. I like him. He's kinda got that J. Cole, um, Kendrick Lamar flow. Um, he is not trappy like a lot of the new music. It's more mature. It's more for, like, actual people that really like hip-hop. You know what I'm saying? So check him out. You know, you can find him on SoundCloud, um, Tidal. You can find him on pretty much all streaming platforms to stream music. So check him out. Um, yeah, I'm your girl. I'm your girl, Danny Redwine, here at the Caribbean Radio Show. Um this is the comedy chat. You know, we, we chat with comedians and 
We talk about a lot of current events. I tell y'all about me. Um, for me right now, I don't have a lot going on, not because I don't have a lot going on. Um, it's just that sometimes with comedians, like, you, you do have a private life. I do. I have a very private life. And I got a grandbaby. Now, you know, I love, I love traveling. I love traveling. I love telling jokes. I love making people laugh. Um, but my family, <laughs> my family is important to me. And um, when it comes to comedy and my family, my family is always going to trump comedy, you know. So I came back home. I had lived in Detroit for a little while. Um, I was only there for a few months just kind of getting my feet wet in the comedy uh, community over there. And um, I had a blast, but I had to come home and take care of my kids. Um, I still do comedy. I'm still in rotation. Um, I just did a – I just headlined a spot in a small town close to where I, I live, you know, so it's not a – it's not a, um, a a big city, but we sold that thing out. And uh, I did an outside show. It was like a a, a small little community where they – had chairs and stuff outside, and we sat out there and did comedy, and that was great. Like, it, it was wonderful. I, I love comedy. I would never stop doing comedy. I don't care if I don't ever, like, blow up and make it big. I I will always continue to do comedy. Comedy is a a therapeutic uh, mental release for me. Um, I love giving, filling my spirit by making other people laugh. Uh, I got into comedy because I was going through breast cancer. Um, I was going through breast cancer and a divorce, and my son was going to prison at the same time. Uh, simultaneously, all three of those things was going on. And to avoid jumping off a bridge or being in a, a straight jacket in a in an all-white room, I decided that I needed to take charge and do something positive to make me feel better, and what better way to do that than stand-up comedy. I didn't get up there expecting much but to feel good about making people laugh. That was it. Like, I, I didn't have any fear because I felt like I had faced I had faced the biggest challenge of my life at that time. Um, I don't know too many people that can go through three big things simultaneously and come out still smiling. I haven't stopped smiling. And and that's one of the things that I know God is in me because he has never allowed me to self-destruct based on what I was going through at that time, which was a lot. So God is good. You know, like I said, I ain't going to turn it into church or nothing. But if you don't believe in a higher power, then something is going on. That's all I got to say. Somebody is responsible for all of this beauty that we have in this world. When you look around and you see all the beautiful water, whatever you're surrounded around, you can find beauty in anything. You can find beautiful in people too. And that's why I said earlier, you know, in the first segment of the show, that's what this world is lacking. This world is lacking love. But I tell you what, your girl Danny Redwine love y'all. I love everybody. Even the people that, that don't deserve no love, I love. You know why? Because that person probably had a rough time and, and dealt with people in their life and throughout their life that didn't care and didn't show them love. There are people like that. There are people that, people that are incapable of being compassionate. There are people that are incapable of being loving. Um, and it, it, it's, it's unreal. <laughs> 
I don't even know what to say about it. Like, I can't believe it. It's unbelievable to me because I love people. But, you know, everybody can't be like me. That's that's the end of that story. So, yeah, so getting back to the news, um, still want to give up uh, condolences, you know, condolences to Tina Turner's family, um, condolences to Jackie O. You know, I've been keeping my eye on my comedy brother, DC Youngfly. Um, he just recently did um, an interview and uh, opened up about his struggles with grief and how he's coping with the loss of his partner, Jackie O. Um, I cannot, I have not lost a partner. I can't, I can't relate. I know that some of the dudes I used to mess around with back in the day, they dead now. Um, but I have not lost a partner that I was with. So I can't, I can't relate to that. And he's got young kids. So I just implore anybody that, you know, believes in something, pray for DC Young Fly. My prayers and thoughts still go out to him and his family because he's he's got three young kids now, three young kids, a single father, and not a mother to help raise those kids. And I can imagine that he is going to be super protective of any woman that enters his life because of the protection of his children. Um, some people never recover. Some people never recover from lost relationships. Some people never recover from divorce. You know, a lot of people say, I, I haven't recovered well from divorce. I've been single now for eight years. Um, I've dated here and there, but I I really don't have an interest in being married again. Um, not to say that I won't later on, but as of, as of now, I've been there, done that. You know, um, it was a good experience for, you know, I don't, I don't hate marriage. Um, my problem is man. I don't trust man um, because we are we are all sinners, and I don't think that a lot of men uphold their vows. They don't take all others. They let other people into their relationship. They have they allow family members to have an opinion about the relationship. That's not forsaking all others. It's not um, cheating. Why would you want to cheat on your mate? That's who you selected to be with for the rest of your life. I never understood cheating. I just I just don't. If you're if you're in a relationship with somebody, clearly the 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 physical connection is there if y'all together. Why would you seek anything outside of that? You know what I'm saying? Like I just I just feel that people don't respect marriage anymore. You know, they they don't fight for it. They give up easily. Divorce is at an all-time high. People are very quick to leave. No one wants to stick it out and and fight the good fight. Um and you know it, it's sad. It's, it's sad. In my in my case, I'll tell y'all right now. In my case, I was going through the cancer thing, so divorce wasn't really on my on my uh, top of my priority list. Um, but my ex husband, being the insensitive man that he is, he wanted to hurry up and force things because I wasn't doing it fast enough. I guess he was trying to get out here so he can be in the street. So he divorced me, which was fine with me. By that time, I didn't even care. If you want to rush this and you want to out me, then you go ahead and divorce me. He divorced me, and as soon as the, the judge dropped the gavel, he asked me on a date. This is the kind of stuff I'm talking about. You know what I'm saying? Like you are willing 
to marry me and then go through it with me. But as soon as we get divorced, now you want me to see you again. You want to start working on our relationship when we're divorced. That just, it just didn't make sense to me. You know what I'm saying? Like, that's some goofy-ass shit. You know what I mean? Like, who does that? I'm just saying. That's goofy. So, um, yeah, I don't think men uphold. I won't even say men. I don't think people uphold their vows in marriage anymore. And it's sad. It, it is. Um, so, yeah. Um, another In other news, uh, I guess uh, – Fashion breakdown in tears, says she'll do anything to get the old Kanye back. Kanye is, I don't know what's going on with Kanye. It's just my opinion that Kanye has never recovered from the loss of his mother. Um, I think that Kanye is probably a good dude, um, but he's just got some issues. You know, I I don't know what Hollywood does to to certain people, but it's it's crazy how you hear about these people that, you know, they they came out with all these records, they become real popular and they doing their thing and then they just turn weird for some reason. Why? I I don't know, but it, it, it does. It gets it gets real weird sometimes with people. So I don't know. She's not gonna get the old Kanye back. I feel like Kanye is Kanye. Um and, you know, he's a different breed, and he is very confrontational. I think that he is lost, and I think that he needs some therapy. Um, I think a lot of people need therapy. Talking about this with a friend, you know, a lot of people don't want to go to therapy because they feel like it's a form of weakness, I, or they or they feel like it doesn't work. I personally, because I have gone to therapy and I've seen a few different types of therapists, there, there's different types of therapists. You would just have to find a therapist that is for you um, because they're out there. I wanted a therapist that was black. That, that was my main complaint. And where I'm from, there are not very few black therapists. So I wanted a black therapist. I feel like black people should be treated by black people, by black doctors. Um, And the reason why I say that is because we are the only ones that understand our struggle and and we're the ones that have to have our back against the wall and, you know, side by side against the world. You know, that's that's just how it is. And regardless of what anybody says, there are black people in every profession. So I don't care if it's – uh, medical, uh, engineering, it's black people and all that. We we smart, we smart. You just have to do the homework and look for a therapist that is going to suit your needs and suit what it is that you need help with. For me, I had a lot of PTSD from childhood trauma. I had to go to a childhood trauma therapist in order to fix those things, in order to understand why I behaved in certain capacities that I did. Um, that's when I learned about triggers. I didn't know what triggers were until I went to therapy. Um, you don't know until you actually get into it. And it's not it's not a defeat, it's not a weakness or anything to want to to have betterment for your mental health. Um, I actually think that it's brave of you to seek help because a lot of people are in denial about what they need help with. And we all need help. Not every parents don't get a manual when they have a child. So 
parents don't know how to be parents until they're parents. It's a learning process. I think I was better a better parent with my second child than I was a first, the first. And I think I was a better child with my third one than I was my second one. You just learn how to become a better parent as you are a parent. That's just the way it is. Um, so, yeah, you know, we kind of all over the place with, with our topics today. But, you know, it's just me. And until my guests come, I'm just going to talk about whatever and play some music because that's what I do. <laughs> um, let's see. In other news, let's see. We got some other stuff. Um, Netflix. Uh, Netflix is uh, doing this thing. You know, Netflix has actually tapped into um, other accounts. So if you were sharing an account with somebody, now now they done figured out a way to find out if you using somebody else's account. So a lot of people that's been sharing accounts on Netflix have been losing their Netflix accounts. And I was just watching um, a thing about Netflix. Netflix has more Asian films um running than they do American films. And um it's just because a lot of people are really liking these Asian movies. And even the creator the the guy the Squid Games, there was a show called Squid Games. And um the creator of that show like grossed like a million or a billion dollars, like nearly a billion dollars on that show, but he gets no residuals from that. So he's only going to get one payout for that movie instead of how people get paid every time it runs, you get residual income, however long they keep it. You know, it's all different rules and regulations and that. But residual residual payment is when you continue to get paid for that project um, based on a long period of time as to how much it runs, if that makes any sense. Um so that's a lot of money to lose out on. Like, if I was him, I would be very upset because if it was that popular and it made that much money, it's going to continue to make that much money. So I don't know. It's it's just one of them things. Um, let's see. Uh, Connecticut, uh, there was a report about a, a, a man who uh, was a black man who got um, paralyzed in the care of an officer, and the officer got fired, and this man is paralyzed, but now he's getting ready to go to court. I hope he sues them for everything that they have. That's that's how I feel about um, police brutality. They put this man in the back of a paddy wagon, put didn't put a seatbelt on him, turned the corner fast. This man's neck rammed in. He slid off the bench neck rammed into the back of the van and now he's paralyzed. The officer needs to be fired and he needs to sue the police department. I'm telling y'all right now, these lawsuits are being slung left and right and these people are winning these lawsuits for being unlawfully treated in 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 the custody of law enforcement. It's it's a shame. It's a shame. Um Un, for no reason, this man won't be able to walk for the rest of his life because of negligence. You know, it's just, it's crazy. So, um, yeah. Uh, Martin Luther King's sister, uh, Christine King Ferris, uh, she passed away at the age of 95. We're living a lot longer now. Um, we are. I just feel like people 
we're we're our, I don't know if our food is is the best still, but I think people are more conscious of of health and longevity. Um, because my grandmother lived to be 102. Uh, I don't know if I want to live to be 102, but um, we we are definitely living a lot longer than we used to, which is a good thing. Um, we're going to go back to some music. I am going to check in and make sure our guest is going to be coming in, and uh, we will be right back.
It may I like you. Check it. Yeah. Uh. Yeah. Uh. I'm understanding us is impossible. You and I, the model, tell a nigga colossal though. It seemed improbable when I was just a toddler. I don't know, but ever since I got the growth from all my seeds that I was sold. They saw a hope that I won't blow. They cowards yoda probably die, so I won't. The devil wanna sign for souls, I won't sign cause I know. I don't need his eye, I'm blessed to have both. Niggas talk behind my back, trying to step on my toes. Niggas lie, said they wet met with stones. Niggas lying about their ventures, come on. I know it's speaking to existence, but overzealous it shows. I know I'm about to blow, got seconds to go. They're reminiscing when I wept cause I choked. I used to think I'd never get better below. Now I breathe better. From those, I can be better than those. I can see better, be me better for clones. Like a tea kettle, I'm heat metal to stove. I'll defeat rebels when seats settled on throne. Yeah, I know it's not impossible. Yeah, I know it's not improbable. I was told to stop, but not. I won't. I was told to stop, but not. You and yeah, I, I know it's not impossible. Yeah, I know it's not improbable. I was told to stop, but not. I won't. I was told to stop, but not. You and I, you and I, you and I. You and I, 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 you and I,
Um, and he just got a, a, a big recognition here in the city for that. Um, so, you know what? I'm, I'm going to tell y'all his name just so y'all know because I I know this young man's uh, mother. And I went to uh, school and I was cool with her. Um, and he, he did his thing. His name is Kobe Buffkin. Um, and Kobe Buffkin is coming out of Grand Rapids, Michigan. He got drafted. The city is so excited about him getting drafted to Atlanta um, because this is going to be our first draft. Now, you know Grand Rapids put some athletes out. We are the home of Floyd Mayweather. Floyd Mayweather is born and raised in Grand Rapids, Michigan. There's a lot of talent here. Um, a lot of people discredit what Michigan can bring, but Michigan is, is the home of Motown. You know, it's, it's a lot of talent in Detroit, but not far from Detroit. There's a lot of talent in Grand Rapids, Michigan, and I'm excited to see Kobe come out and represent for us. Um, but, yeah, um, I was looking into other news. Uh, Naomi Campbell. Naomi Campbell is 53 years old, and she just gave birth to a baby boy and is telling us that it is never too late to be a mother. Yes, it is, Naomi. I tell you what, I had patience for babies when I was in my 20s. I had patience for them. I, the older I get, I ain't got no patience for no babies now. That crying, that crying stuff, it don't bother me as much as it did when I was younger, but I tell you what, I don't want to hear it. Like, see, Naomi Campbell, she got an advantage. You know, she is a, a, a multimillionaire supermodel. You know what I'm saying? Like, she probably can hire all the help that she needs with that new baby. But the average 53-year-old woman is not trying to have no dang on kids at 53. We look forward to being grandparents in our 50s and 60s. That's, that's what we look forward to. I just had my first grandbaby a year ago. What I look like having a kid. Are you crazy? I mean, congratulations, Naomi. You know what I'm saying? It's not for everybody, but you gone here, girl. You gone. You you gone with your badass giving birth at 53. Congratulations to Naomi Campbell for doing her thing. So, um, let's see. In other news, oh, I don't know if y'all know this rap group or not, but um, Outkast. Outkast, uh, the Billboard name, uh, Outkast, the greatest rap group of all time. And a lot of people are, like, losing their minds because they're being, you know, said to be the greatest rap group. Now, mind you, rap group means more than one person. So they're two. They're not really a group, but they also uh, are. I mean, Outkast has put out more flipping albums collectively than I think a lot of other people have. I mean, back in the day you had Kid and Play, but, you know, they were kind of poppy. They were pop. They weren't like rap. Um, you did have Crisscross, but, again, Crisscross was a trendy group. You know what I'm saying? Slum Village, the Slum Village is out of Detroit. They dope, you know, but they got a different sound, like Outkast. I don't consider the group. I think uh, Eminem's group, what was Eminem's group called? D D eight or D twelve or something like that. They were a group, um, and they put music out. But I I do agree that Outkast probably was the best or put out the best music. Um, because Outkast was dope. 
I mean, they they contributed a lot, um, a lot. So, yeah. Um, Supreme Court is uh is barring affirmative action in college admissions. Um, so that means that they they don't have to allow so many black people in their college. Um, again, we have our own colleges. We'll go to HBCU. That's that's all I can say about that. Go to a HBCU and stop giving your money and your accolades and all of that to these schools that don't that don't allow you in. That that's the only thing I can say about that. Um we have we have historical black colleges. Go to those schools. I feel like those schools are probably teaching us more than what some of the other schools are teaching anyway. They definitely make you go through a course of black history. They definitely um educate you on where we come from and and all of that. So that's that would be my my answer to that question. Um so yeah. Uh also speaking of babies, uh John Legend's wife, Chrissy Teigen. Uh I think she is on her fourth child. She just had a fourth baby. Um so they getting it in. They they putting kids out here, okay? John Legend and and Chrissy Teigen are getting they 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 are they got they pound town they they at pound town all the time because this woman been pregnant for the last four or five years so hats off to them congratulations to them um what's the other baby uh Travis Barker says him and Courtney Kardashian um they're expecting a baby I guess she announced it at the concert um with like a a billboard saying that she was pregnant so. It's just everybody having babies, you know. Um, uh, Kiki Kiki Palmer had a baby, and Kiki is looking good after having her baby. Kiki is looking real good after having her baby. So um, these young people popping out these babies, you going right ahead. Y'all, y'all do y'all thing because I, I can't do it no more. Um, but, yeah, so babies are everywhere. Um and and that's what I guess we're doing right now. But um, my guest is in the building, so we're going to bring him on, because y'all been hearing me just run my mouth all morning. I know y'all tired of me giving y'all all the tea on all the celebrities and having babies and everything. <laughs> so we're going to bring our uh, guest, uh, comedian, in the building. I read his bio earlier. I told you about how I opened up for him when he came here, and we – we set that building on fire. We had a real good time. So I am not going to waste any more time so we can get our chat on. I want y'all to welcome my friend, Rob Little, in the building. Hey, Rob. Hello. Hello. <laughs> hey, how you doing? I'm good. It's fun being in your building. <laughs> right. <laughs> That's what I tell everybody. I'm like, y'all in the building. They're like, we're actually on the phone. <laughs> I was just going to say, I, I must have pulled my car inside because I'm inside my car. <laughs> That's funny. Can you hear me? No, what's been, what's been up, Rob? You got to tell me about what's going on. Can you hear me okay? Yeah, I can hear you. It's It's radio, so it's just a small delay. Okay. Um, yeah, well, but on. I can hear you. Let me, 
make this better. Can you hear me now? Oh, Is yeah. Is that any better? Yeah, that's okay, a lot good. better, actually. Yeah, oh, good. yeah. Um, so, so you got to What do you want to know, darling? I'm in Milwaukee right now. I'm doing the Milwaukee Improv, which I'm sure you're crazy jealous I'm in Milwaukee. (laughs) I'm so jealous you're in Milwaukee. I'm so jealous. You know, I haven't played Milwaukee. I haven't done anything in Milwaukee. Well, that's because you don't keep in touch with me better, or else you could have came with me. (laughs) (laughs) We could be doing this in my building. (laughs) <laughs> right, you know what I'm saying? Well, you know, you gotta let me know. I'm always down for a road trip. Yeah, yeah for sure. Oh, so yeah, what got we had you a blast, started, man. How long you been doing comedy, and what got you started in it? You know, I've been doing it um, 25 years now. And wow. I, you, did you ever go up to Mackinac Island in Michigan? No. You've never been to Mackinac Island, <laughs> and you nope. look like you know, <laughs> wow. Um, never been. Well, never, that, never desired to go either. We were like super poor growing up, and to go up there was like a, it, it was like a dream. It was like going to Disney or something for us. And mm. we went up there. We stayed in one of those little dingy. They got these dingy motels, and they're you know like thirty bucks a night, and you can see the island and stuff and Mackin Island and so my parents it only came with one bed and me and my sister slept on the floor and I was like five years old and they had HBO so they were they thought we were sleeping and they're watching George Carlin at like I don't know how late it was but they're you know and they're laughing like crazy and I was up watching it I don't remember any of it I just remember them laughing so hard and I was like that is what I want to do so it's never not been the dream it's since I was five years old, as long as I can remember. Wow. Yeah, you, yeah. you know, it's, it's funny. I've, I've been a fan of comedy for stand-up for years, and I never thought of myself as a stand-up comedian. Um, people would always tell me I should try it, but I never thought to do comedy just because I, it just was never a thought. I had I had a career. I had stuff going on in my life. I just never thought of doing it. It wasn't until I got Yeah, you cancer. were like modeling and stuff, weren't you? Heck <laughs> <Dad>, no. <laughs> <laughs> no. I think but, you could. You know, be. I started comedy through I started comedy through cancer. Um, through cancer. So I, I really Yeah. I got diagnosed with can- with breast cancer and I was going through a divorce at the same time. And my kid got in trouble with his friends. And yeah, my kid got in trouble with his friends, and he was going to jail. I was going through treatment for breast cancer and a divorce at the same time. Oh, my God. And a tornado came through and took my house, and yep. I got bit by a yep. dog. And and like, Jesus. Yep. You, that, yeah. So that, I, that, I, well, I, that's where I you find the something. funny. Yeah, I needed to do something, and I signed up for an open mic, and I got bit by the bug on stage. Really? So, yeah, yeah. That's awesome. So you know, comedy, well, comedy for me is, is really helped my mental my mental health. You know, comedy has been like yeah. my mental health savior. Um, and you know, I'm very endeared to the craft just because of that. Because I don't I don't yeah. know what would have happened. If I wouldn't have found comedy at that time. So 
You know, they say oh, yeah. most comics, it's all about the trauma that they go through. And yeah. I, I didn't really have, I grew up, my parents got divorced. That's about it. <laughs> it was yeah. otherwise it was great. Yeah. Mhm. Absolutely. Maybe. And where where is where are the place? now you've been on cruises and everything. Like you're all over the place. Oh yeah. What what is your favorite what is your favorite uh comedy space? Do you like just going to intimate rooms? Do you like cruises? Like what is your go what is your favorite thing to do or your favorite stage setting for you? Um my uh, my favorite is probably clubs over cruises cuz with cruises, you're stuck. You know, you're going nowhere right. after your show. And then you got to see those people up at the buffet after. <laughs> if you have a bad set, you right. know, they got the food to throw at you right there. <laughs> right. <laughs> right. And it's free, but if you, it's free to them. You know, you rarely have bad sets on cruises. It's all, they're there for a good time and they're all fun. And so it's it's almost yeah, just no, as bad because you you're like, you got to have an agent to get on cruises. I was trying to get on a cruise, nope. and they were like, you got to have an agent. You don't have to have an agent? All, no, not for, like, Carnival, um, Norwegian, the big ships. You don't necessarily need an agent. But, like, you know, it just makes it a little easier. Right, right. Yeah. Well, I guess I'm going to go. But you can get an agent in. for cruises. You can get right. agents for cruises pretty easy. Oh really? Yes. Okay, we'll just, have to talk just look up later. I guys, and all you gotta yeah, do we'll, is send them a tape, and if they think you're decent, they'll start submitting you. Right. Okay. Well, that's what I'm. That's what I'm gonna do then. That's definitely what I'm yeah. gonna do. Now, where are you? Where are you based out of, Rob? Now I'm based out of Florida, but you know I'm originally from Pinconi, Michigan, which is by Bay City Saginaw. Okay. Okay, it's a lot of talent but here. I started, yeah, I started in Detroit though. At okay, you know, Mark Ridley's Comedy Cafe, and then I did a bunch of stuff downtown Detroit too when I was first getting started. Right, right, yeah. Detroit, Detroit is a good, um, it's a good place to do a run. Yeah, like do you There's know Mike Bonner or any of those guys? Yeah. Yeah, I know he Mike Bonner, such a good I, dude. I know Coco, I know Food, I know all of them. Yeah. Yeah, Coco's yeah, Coco room. <laughs> I kind of Coco was Coco's room. She was she did a room she had her own room in downtown Detroit there for a long time. And mm-hmm. um, yeah. the room though was man, if you didn't bring it, it was it was a tough room. Yeah. Like, did you ever a do it? Detroit room. I I bombed in Detroit for like a year. <laughs> oh yeah, everybody does. <laughs> if you don't bomb, you know, and I mean, then I. You're, it, yeah, but it makes you Go step ahead. your game up. Like Detroit made me step oh, my yeah. game up. Like now well, I'm killing Detroit room. Yeah, well, of course now you're a pro. That's why. But back when you're getting yeah, started, it, but it but it took you know I, I had to fall on my butt a lot. <laughs> yeah. Now did they yeah, like did the audience this when we went? I went with like uh, this Jewish kid and um, a couple other comics you know, but um, 
this, this the poor Jewish guy goes up on stage, and they don't like him, you know. And he's not he's still pretty new, and he doesn't know how to deal with it. And I've never right. seen this anywhere else in the country. They start shake the audience starts shaking their keys. Oh yeah, to get off, get off. Yep. Yeah. They shake their keys, and then he, you know they want you off. <laughs> and he's not paying attention. He's just not. He doesn't understand what they're doing. So all of a sudden, the keys start come flying up on the stage. Oh my god! They threw the keys. Right. <laughs> I would feel like crap. Oh yeah. Then he goes oh, to man, kick him wonder... off the stage, and mm-hmm. we hear this in the back of the room: "You kick him off, we'll kill you." <laughs> and I go, "Dang!" Wow. And do you remember Kool-Aid? I was not playing with. I would have left that place with security. Well, do you remember the comedian Kool-Aid? Oh, absolutely. Right. He started like the same time as me. So him and I are standing there and I looked at him and I go, Yeah, I'm not I'm not good enough to play this yet. <laughs> so I just <laughs> I just turned around and left. <laughs> <laughs> Oh, my gosh. And Kool-Aid uh, probably respected that, too. He, he probably had a lot of respect. Dude. Man, Kool-Aid, well, he, listen. I think he was freaking out, too, because he had to go on, and he wasn't, you know, we were all pretty new yeah. right then, so. Right. Yeah, Kool-Aid cussed me out when we met. He did? Yeah. <laughs> Why would because, he Because uh, I, I bombed terrible. I was I was new, you know what I'm saying, and and a lot of my material was about what I was going, what I was going through. So I was just trying to make jokes. I I can't even remember. I don't even do that set. Like I don't even remember that set. You know what I'm saying? Because I think all those jokes were retired. Because right, you know, when I started doing, I had to learn how to become a comedian. I wasn't. I mean, I'm naturally funny, but I didn't know how to format jokes. You know, so my punches wasn't hitting and that sort of thing. So I was I was real new, and uh, Kool Aid so got upset with me for that. He got he, yes because it was a paid show, and he was oh. like, when people come pay, when people come and pay their money, they want to see a show. They don't want you coming up here and bombing, basically. Well, well yeah, I know that, but I mean, he didn't yeah. know that you weren't right. like a pro yet or something. No, he didn't know that I was new. Oh. So we, after after and and he he was cool with me afterwards, you know he came, he explained why you know he said what he said and then Bill Hill had told him that I was new and then he was you know he had warmed up to me a little bit more but you know it was still oh. like the first impression I was like whoa Kool Aid <laughs> you know what I'm saying like, <laughs> yeah I, you know what I'm saying I, I wasn't going to say anything because I knew who he was. He didn't know who I was, you know, so. Right. But, yeah, you know, experiences, wow. just learning experiences. You, yeah, yeah. You so just brought up another guy. You said Bill Hill. He's the one who got me started. Oh, yeah, Bill Hill. Bill Hill is a good dude. He's a good yeah. dude. He's been off the scene a little while, but I think he's starting to come back a little bit. But, you know, he's raised say? exceptional children. Do you know Bill Hill has raised exceptional children? Are you talking about Bill Hildebrandt? No, Bill Hill. Just the Bill Hill out of Detroit. 
Oh, that's somebody else then, because we called Bill Hillsbrand Bill Hill. And that he was kind of oh, like the comedy okay. mentor in Detroit. Yeah, uh, Bill Hill is uh, the black comedian out of Detroit that did a deaf comedy jam. Oh, I don't know him. Yeah, he's the first dude that smoked a cigarette on stage at Deaf Comedy Jam. <laughs> wow. Yeah, Bill Hill is. Yeah, he's he's infamous for that set for for lighting up a cigarette, just like Coco is infamous for her set pulling the 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 liquor bottle out her titties on stage. Yeah. That's how Coco got. Yeah. So Detroit blew up. You know, the, those couple comedians kind of got their notoriety from Deaf Comedy Jam. So um, yep. Bill Hill who is um, out of Detroit, I was saying that he's raised except, exceptional children. He lost his wife um, to cancer, and he had to raise his two children, his son and his daughter. His daughter is graduating like summa cum laude. She's like a doctor, and her, her his son is uh, at Juilliard playing piano. Like, he's, his, his children wow. are flipping exceptional. Yeah, like, I'm like, oh, my God, a comedian raised some exceptional children. That's pretty impressive. <laughs> yeah, you, that, you'd you think that most, most of them grow up to be, you know, I don't know what, can we, we can't cuss on this, right? Yeah, you can cuss. Oh, well, yeah, you'd think most comedians would raise a couple dipshits, but <laughs> you know what I mean? Yeah. Like, Exactly. Or, or just, exactly. Is this a prison? I'm driving by a prison or, or right now. I'm like, you're by a prison. Well, you know yeah. Milwaukee is. It's rough over at Milwaukee. You better be careful over there. Wow. There's, there's a guy hitchhiking. I'm gonna pick him up. <laughs> right. <laughs> you better not. <laughs> I mean, okay, Rob, you got to give me your, uh, you got to give me your top five. Top five prisoners I picked up? <laughs> no, top five comedians. <laughs> give, me your, <laughs> give me your Mount Rushmore comedians. My Mount Rushmore. Um, well, you. Um, me? Kool-Aid, You're the second Coke, person no. that said me. <laughs> Somebody to start the start the hill that you got to climb up, so you're on the bottom, and then <laughs> I'm kidding. I would put. Um, well, first, my favorite would be Brian Regan. Would probably be my top one. Um, okay. I don't know if you know who he is, but he's. I've heard his phenomenal. name before. Yeah, he's. He's got, like, more specials than anybody. Like, he's been on The Tonight Show and Letterman more than anybody. He's been – and he does it all being squeaky clean, which is kind of crazy. And he's got this, right. like, dumb guy character he does on stage. But Yeah. I don't Look know. Sinbad. Just, Sinbad, is, Sinbad is flipping yep. hilarious, and he's clean. So I got to meet Sinbad one time at the Dallas airport. I walk up, and I was playing a comedy club there, and he was doing a theater. And I walked up and I said, "Hey, Sinbad, uh, my name's Rob." And he, at first, he thought I was just like a fan coming up, which I am a fan. He's phenomenal. But, right, right. But I mean, I wanted to tell him I was a comedian too. So I said, "I'm a comedian." His whole personality changed. 
and he could not have been more friendly and nice to me. And, like, we just sat there and talked for, like, an hour before our flight. Yeah. He's that kind of dude. dude, Yeah, Yeah. just a great dude. Yeah, absolutely. Okay, so Brian, Um, now who else? Brian, um, man, I guess Eddie Murphy and Bill Cosby, because those were, like, my favorites growing up. Yep, yep, Eddie Murphy was my favorite growing up. Yeah, you know, they were so different, yet they were just so unique and fun and, you know, but, like, Richard Pryor, I never listened to him growing up. That wasn't on my – he wasn't even, like, on my radar. Right. Um, But, you know, all those other guys, um, who else was – oh, Sam Kinison would probably be in my top two, top five. Oh, yeah, he's funny. Yep, he's funny. I've I've seen him before. Yeah, he's definitely When I was first – or when I was a kid, I was, like, in 10th grade, and we got tickets to see him. And I literally laughed so hard that I peed my pants. But it also helped that there was a lot of weed in the air. <laughs> right. Right. Yeah. Because, you know, you, yeah, you, man. You, that's kind of part of the course. Yep. Because comedy, um, was a, that lot five? Of, a lot Or was that four? A lot of people, a lot of people um, you know, smoke pot. That's comedy. <laughs> You know, I grew up with and both of just, my parents smoking it, legal, and I never got in into it. States. You never got into pot? Never. I tried it, and that just didn't. I would get real paranoid, and it wasn't for me. Oh, you were you were you were smoking some some bammer. Yeah. You were smoking. Yeah, you were smoking like poor quality pot. You know, I good quality pot doesn't do paranoid. Yeah. But yeah, pot's great. I, don't know. I love it. I'll I'll do I, pot I, over I, alcohol. I think alcohol is more dangerous than marijuana. Oh, and God, they yeah. say that marijuana is a gateway drug. But I've been smoking pot since I was a teenager. I never wanted to smoke crack. <laughs> I never <laughs> I desired to say I do crack. a little more crack than weed. So <laughs> <laughs> I, I just never desired it. Print. You know what I mean? Like come from a family of, of, of artists and pot smokers. You know what I'm saying? I'm a, I'm a yeah. daughter of a bass player. So My you know, dad was a drummer. Was like, oh, really? Okay. Yeah. Yes. So artists artists create comics. <laughs> yep. <laughs> yep. For oh, sure. For oh sure. So what's your, what's your biggest think... show that you've done? Like, what's the biggest room that you've done where you had what, – what's your biggest crowd? Okay, so I don't know which one was bigger, but one time I opened for Wayne Brady at the Fox Theater in Detroit, <laughs> which was pretty cool. And then another time I opened for Eddie Money at Pine Knob in Detroit. Oh, Pine Knob is big. Yeah. Pine Knob is big. But, but they that was like about before what? everybody's really in their seats. Right. <laughs> right. <laughs> that's that's dope. Uh, you know, I think I think my biggest rooms have probably been the House of Comedies that I've done. Um, yeah, I did the Mall. Of, I did the Mall of America House of Comedy, and that was a that was a big room for me. Um, but yeah, we had a sold out show. It was a great crowd. Yeah, I like cool. I like the House of Comedy. 
Yeah. So, but yeah. I'm doing that Detroit so one in November. Uh, Detroit in November. Where Where are you going to be at in November? The House of Comedy in Detroit. That's what I was saying. Oh, okay. Yep, I've done that. I've done the House of Comedy in Detroit a couple times. I like that room too. It's like an amphitheater. You been in there before? Well, it used to be Hockey Town, and before that, it was Second City. And I used to be the main state, one of the main stage guys at Second City in Detroit. Oh, okay. Yep. So you've been in there. They got the. I like their setup. I like the setup in there. Yeah. It's a little different. It's way yep. different than the other houses. Yeah, definitely. I did the one in Plano, Texas, just recently too. Um, what club and that's, there? That's uh, playing Plano. Nothing. They they just got the House of Comedy there because you know all the other comedy clubs that's are in Arlington and Dallas. Yeah, I didn't know uh, they had so a club they, in Plano. Yeah, they got a, a, a club in Plano, Texas. A House of Comedy there. It's it's not very uh, it's not run as well as the other ones that I've been to, um, but because they didn't really advertise like the other ones do, but we still ended up having good crowds. Who did you was that booked through um, Tammy? Uh, no, I was I was featuring. I got booked by um, Isaiah Kelly. I was featuring for him. Oh, oh okay. Isaiah Kelly is a comedian from um from the Bronx. Well, he lives in L.A., but he's a uh, he's from the Bronx, New York comedian. Yeah. I've done I've done quite a few shows with him. I actually um feature for him quite a bit because I featured for him um when he did uh Helium in Philly. Yeah. And. And I, and I did a really good job, and he opened up for Lavelle that weekend. So he's been kind of keeping me since then. So if he gets a, oh, if he if he opens up a square that I can make it to, I'll feature for him. So I'm trying to get on stage in Chicago when they go to Chicago at the end of July because they're gonna be at the Improv in Chicago. So oh, I'm, nice. a, I'm gonna go to Chicago. I'm gonna go to Chicago and try to get on a couple open mic stages and see if I can sneak a a guest spot on Lavelle's show. There you go. For Lavelle, Isaiah opens up for Lavelle. So okay, yeah, and he used to open up for you know he's open opens up for big names. What's that guy's name? Pete, uh, Peter. Uh, what's that guy's name? Uh, he's pretty know. popular too. Is his his name is escaping me right now? But he's very popular. But he's opened up for some big people. So I'm going. Whatever whatever he want me to feature for, I'm featuring for it. I will show Peter up wherever very he want popular. me. To... <laughs> huh? Yeah, Peter said, is. Pete... Peter is. <laughs> Peter is very popular. <laughs> so so Rob, so what do you think what what is what have you seen change more than anything? Since you've been doing comedy for twenty five years, I'm sure that you've noticed a lot of differences. In, in the comedy world and how things are run, what what is your biggest change that you've seen in the industry? Um, there's two. One would be social media. That has yeah. I feel like it's hurt comedy. I don't know. It's you can look at it both yeah. ways, but really, it's you know it's brought out these people. It's brought out some good people. No, I mean you can't deny that. But there's 
there's definitely brought out people that are flashing the pants and then it screws guys like us that have been working our lives at creating acts and trying to work, you know, the comedy clubs. And then these flash in the pants come in and, oh, we got a million followers on Vine. Remember that? Yeah. I remember <laughs> it's like six or seven seconds and they can be funny in that stupid, you know, six or seven seconds. But that doesn't translate to an hour-long stand-up set. Right. But the, you know, sheeple, people that are sheep just come out because they watch them on TikTok or whatever stupid social media they like. And then, you know, like, oh, my God, this guy's so funny. But then they don't even do what they, you know, they're doing little sketches and stuff. They can't really, that doesn't translate on stage. Right, it doesn't. So then, and, and what's the other, so then these, what's the other thing? These guys bring on, like, you know, they bring, like, four or five different dudes with them to try to fill the time. Yeah. Yeah. And then you never I see think them the again. Etiquette, yeah, I think the etiquette is definitely off key. I, I feel like I feel like there is a, a, a law of order in comedy. You know, people people look forward to their ten and fifteen year because they are looked at differently by agents and promoters and, you know, people because they're looked at as being in the field for a long time. And I agree with you. I feel like I feel like it's unfair to stand up that have worked that long to be yeah. able to get booked on shows based on their social media following. Because sketch comedy and skit comedy is that's improv. That's not the same as stand up. And I had I had the pleasure of meeting D C Youngfly, who is a young comedian. Um, he's from the eighty five South Boys in Atlanta. And I'm not for sure you're familiar with Nick Cannon's Wild and Out show. Right. Um, he is he he's big on that. Well, he started out doing vines, and that's how DC became popular was doing vines. But DC took himself off of the internet and literally got on stage and put himself in rotation and started going to open mics and started gaining, you know, gaining his feet or finding his feet on stage. Now he's a stand-up comic, and I respect that because he actually took the craft seriously and didn't just, you know, settle for being a skit comic. He literally right. was like, okay, I'm, I'm, I'm out here. I'm not really getting the full respect of stand-up comics because I do skits, so I'm about to do stand-up comedy, and now he's killing it. Um, I did a show oh, with him good. when he first out. I did a show with him when he first started out, and he did pretty good for him. I think he said that was his 10th time being on stage in front of a, a crowd, and he did good that night. But now he's on tour with two other comedians. So, you know, I, I can respect that. I can respect the comedians that come off of social media and take the craft seriously because it is hard work. That drives me nuts now is the whole, like, political correctness or whatever, just stuff you can, can and can't say anymore. And, and to me, yep. if we can't laugh at ourselves, then we lose it. You know, we've that's, yeah. there's different groups of people out there that will go, you know, you, you make, or you, you make fun of them or else not, I don't like to say make fun of, you kind of have lighthearted, you know, silly jabs at everybody. And mm-hmm. if you say it in malice, then yeah, you're a jerk. But most of comics are not saying it to be mean. They're saying it to be funny. And then people right. get all butthurt. And it's 
Yeah. Well, I I always say if you're if you're if you're sensitive, you shouldn't be going to comic shows. I just I just feel like when you go to a comedy show, you you're going with the understanding that there is going to be subjects talked about that maybe you don't like. If, If you go in there with you should not go. You should. Not, I wouldn't recommend stand-up comedy for anybody that is overly opinionated and sensitive. <laughs> right. It's, it's, <laughs> you know what I mean. It's not. It's not for the weak. Comedy is not for the weak. <laughs> yep. You know, and, is... and it's a shame because I, I can remember listening to albums. Now, see, back when I was growing up, my parents. I didn't know that my parents had nasty albums and comedy albums. So when my parents was gone, you know, kids snoop around the shit. I found Red Fox album, and I oh, was yeah. in fucking in tears. Okay, listening to Red Fox talk about midgets. Okay, like right. the funniest shit I've ever, I've ever heard. Now you can't even say midget. Like midget is a derogatory term now. Like yep. why? Why is that a derogatory yep. term? Saying like I just don't well, get it. People talk about. Retard, retard. You can't say retard no more. Flipping, what's his name? Uh, uh, Wayans, the Wayans brothers, when they had in Living Color, they did a skit with Handyman. Did you remember Handyman? Yeah, of course they do. The funniest shit ever. Okay, Handyman yep. falling out that window. The way he used to fall out that window. Listen, he was handy capable. That shit was gold. Right. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> Exactly. But it was all funny. It was all good. And now you can't say retard. You can't say midget. Everybody is so sensitive about everything. Yeah. yeah. So I, I totally agree you. I totally agree. And also, proper stage etiquette. Like, I feel like I see people wear stuff on stage now that people would not wear on stage. Like, women are half naked on stage telling jokes. <laughs> Wow, I've not I seen that. <laughs> I've is seen that what you're doing? With their, with their, no, absolutely. I'm, oh. I'm shy. I'm. I'm not a. I don't want people to see my parts. You know what I'm saying? Like, oh no. I, I was gonna say if that's I, what you were doing, I was gonna ask you on the road more with me. <laughs> <laughs> no, but they literally have. I've seen an all woman's show in lingerie. Yeah, but they. They kind of you know, post it as that, don't they? Yeah, but who does that? Well, that's I've never seen that before. I, In I New York City, see, they I do see, pure naked shows. Are you serious? Yeah. No, they they do naked shows. Where am I like? New York. I'm going to New York next month in August. Yeah. Oh well, then look it up, and you can do a naked show if you I, want. I, yeah, I'm not gonna do a naked show. Yeah, that's that's not me. I'm a cover up girl. I'm a, no, hey, no, can't do that. You want to hear something? You want to hear something like crazy? I do. I do. What? So I was booked to work a nudist resort. Told them I would not. I asked them if they had a um, permit because to have any comic or any any entertainer, if you're performing and you're getting paid, it's considered erotic entertainment. And these places have to have permits for that. Well, they didn't have one, and they didn't expect me to be naked. And I was like, yeah, good. And then I get there, and they told me the show started at like 6 or 7. So I got there like an hour early, 
and they said, do you want to take the tour? And I was like, yeah. And I brought a, a, a lady friend with me, and uh-huh. they go, we're like, yeah, we'd like to take the tour. And they said, well, you got to be naked. And I said, I looked at her, and she was like, screw it. Let's do it. So we did it. And we're, we're walking around. They give you towels. And, you know, wherever you sit, you got to sit on these towels. Well, they start feeding me drinks. And they tell oh me the show you got starts at, like, I, well, listen, you want me to tell the story or what? We, we're, we're walking around. We're in the pool. And we get it. They're feeding me drinks. And now I'm getting drunk. And, you know, I'm drinking with them for, like, two hours before the show. Well, as the show starts, they go, okay, you got to get dressed. And I looked at them, and I said, start the music. And I walked up and did it naked. <laughs> oh, my God, that is fucking gold. <laughs> I did, you know, I walked right out, and I there's a lot of gr- women, like, sitting. It was in their dance hall. So they had chairs and tables, but there's a lot of women sitting on the floor. And I just were walked right up right in front of them with my junk in their face. And I was just like, you guys ready to start the show? <laughs> and they're like, ah, screaming. <laughs> it was funny. Oh, my gosh. That is definitely in the books for, like, your most unusual show. <laughs> oh, yeah, for sure. Oh, my God. Well, you know, but it went going to, to a new, it, I want to go to a nudist place where everybody else is naked because I think that's probably the only way that I could do something like that. Yeah, that was the only way I could do it too. I, I wouldn't have did it and then everybody else would be dressed. <laughs> right, right. But you know what? I feel like um, they say a lot of them nudist places is a lot of old people. Oh, it's a, it's, but yeah, mostly old. It's a, yeah, mostly old. Yeah. Because you know, when you get yeah. to a certain age, you don't get sick. Oh yeah, they don't care at all. It, it, to them, it's all about yeah. They comfort. don't care. Yeah. Yep. 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 Absolutely. <laughs> well, that's dope. That's dope. You do any? You do any shows overseas? I've never been overseas. Even though I work a ton of cruises, I've never gone over to like Europe or anything. Okay. Okay. Even not even I Canada. Do... Oh, I've done Canada and Mexico, and I've done a lot of the Caribbean and all the islands and stuff. But okay, but you've never, never like on the the troops or anything or nope. I, I had a comedian on her uh LA Hardy was telling me that he he uh did some shows for the troops. Um in Afghanistan. Well, I've done a bunch for the troops, but I've never gone overseas. I did like all through like all the like army and marine bases and stuff like that, but I've never right. that was all in right. the states. Well, I'm Those hearing can be that tough um, shows. Israel, I my this radio show you know it's a Caribbean radio show so you're being heard on all the islands right now, and um, this actual radio show is doing a show in Israel, and I asked them I was like y'all want me to come with y'all to Israel and they were like they got a comedy scene in Israel I'm like what yeah they have a you know where you know where comedy is blowing up right now is Malaysia where shut up. Yep. In Malaysia, and there's like three Malaysian Asian comics Asian? that are just like millionaires over there right now because they're just all they're doing is 
all the TV shows and stuff, and it's just blowing up. That's crazy. Yeah. And they I do it in English. And they do it in English. And and that's an Asian. That's Asian, right? <laughs> yeah. Is it Malaysia? That's Asian. They're doing it. In, they're not doing it in Asian, but they are in Asia. Oh. <laughs> yes. Okay. Yeah, because I'm like, wait a minute. I'm trying to think. You know, I, I was a pub, I was a public school, so I be having to think for a minute. Like, what is that? Is that is that Asian? Yeah, <laughs> I got not think Australia. <laughs> yeah, but yeah, but yeah. This is this show is um this show is all over the Caribbean. So, you know, people are That's hearing cool. you in uh yeah in Costa Rica and Jamaica and you know all the islands right now. So yeah, That's, I'm Caribbean there all race. the time on the cruise ships. You know, I've never been on an island, and I swear I was supposed to be born on one because I am not. I've always hated four seasons. I've always well, hated yeah. four seasons. So yeah, yeah huh. I think I was supposed to be born on an island. So, we can baptize you. I've never Jamaica. been over there. I, I think if I go, I don't know if I'll come back. That might be the problem. What's wrong with that? You know, these days, Rob, I'm I'm caring less and less. Every day I wake up, I'm caring less and less about worrying about what everybody else is doing, and I'm caring more about my life and what I want to do. So, you, you know, when you give your anyway. life to a kid, exa- well, you know, you would think, you would think that I would be able to do that. But, you know, when you have children that want to have children and then, you know, still live their life, you know, sometimes well, you ain't got to be there for them when they're having the children, are you? <laughs> Listen, they tried. They tried it, Rob. They tried it, but it's not going down. I am still out in these streets. I am going to be going to New York soon. I've got a show in New York, and I'm going to the Rock the Bells concert. I'm doing a show. Like I said, at the end of July, I'm going to Chicago, so I'm, 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 not, I'm not doing it. They think they're going to keep me here, but they're not. I really want to move out of Michigan. The only reason they wanted to keep you there is because free babysitting. Absolutely. You already know. Free babysitting. Yeah. That's I've never had kids or nothing. Listen, Rob, when I, I lived I lived in this apartment for three this is my third year in this apartment. For the first year, my kids didn't even hardly come see me. I barely seen my kids because they were busy you with should. their life. You should have just put them down then. <laughs> you know what I'm saying? I'm, you know what I'm going to do? I'm just going to be like, I'm out of here, y'all. That's what's going to happen. I'll call y'all. I'll see y'all when I visit. <laughs> because you know what? I'm not They'd about probably to come see you more if you were on an island because that would be like a vacation, you know? Yep. Yep, absolutely. But, yeah, I'm starting to, you know, things are picking up for me. I had a... I had a bout of depression recently, and um, I got through that. And now I'm I got other stuff going on. I just filmed a movie. I'm doing this radio thing. I'm going to get back on these stages. I really haven't stopped doing comedy, but you know I'm starting. I'm gonna start getting more frequent in my rotations again. But yeah, I Good. had to take a step back because my personal life was was in shambles. You know how it is. You know how family sets oh, you yeah, back sometimes. Absolutely, absolutely. But yeah, I'm looking. I'm looking forward to it. Tell me about your show in Milwaukee, and then give me all your handles and how people can reach you. Okay, 
Um, I'm at the Milwaukee Improv. I started last night, but I'm there through Sunday night. And uh, you can go to milwaukeeimprov.com and get all the tickets and stuff there. And then you pretty much just go to roblittle.com and you get all the links to all my social media, which is basically just Rob Little. So you go to any of them, yeah, everything search Rob Little, possible. and there I am. Yeah, yeah. That's a, that's a unique last other, name. You know, the I only other to... person that comes up is Lil Rob. Do you know him? Lil Rob. That Lil L-I-L Rob, is that a rapper? Rob. I, he's a, is that a rapper? He's either a rapper or a comic. Okay. Yeah, I, I, I haven't heard of Lil Rob. I think Lil yeah. Rob sounds more like... <laughs> yeah. Anything, with, L, anything with L-I-L in front of it, anything with L-I-L in front of it is a rapper. <laughs> yeah. That's how I feel. But, you know, Pretty you had much. Little Bow Wow. You know, you had Little... Let's see, who else was little? There was a couple little comics. Little J.J.? You remember Little you J.J.? Know that- I'm gonna be honest. You don't hear a lot of white guys named Lil. <laughs> so I no, don't, I don't. <laughs> Where does Lil come from? Is that is that your real last name? Little is my real last name. Yeah. Okay, and where does that come from? Is it English? Is it uh? Scottish? You know what? what I it? just found out we're fifty percent Scottish. Scottish. That's what I thought when I said when you said little. I'm like, yeah, that's <laughs> it. Does it sounds Scottish? Um, does it? Yeah, that's crazy. Yeah, it does. You know, my well, last I... name, Red, is a is a slave name. Oh my God! Now, can we even yeah. say that, or so, is that considered that not? You can't say it now anymore. Well, you know, I say it sometimes on stage for shock value, but um, yeah. but yeah, it's actually it's actually the slave masters that brought my family over here. Their last name was Redwine. So all of the slaves that came under their masters inherited their name. Oh, wow. Yeah. So the slave masters, all of their slaves had their last name. So that's where red wine came from. Huh. A lot of people. Well, it could be a a lot lot worse. Oh, it's not. True. True. It could be a lot worse. But, yeah, a lot of people are like, oh, is it French? Oh, that's a beautiful last name. Where did that come from? I'm like, it's a slave name. (laughs) (laughs) <laughs> you know, so it, throw, it does throw people off when I tell them that, you, but it is a lot of a yeah. lot of names. A lot of our names are slave names. A lot of African American names are slave names. Well, I think we don't know where we. I think, we don't know where we came from. You know what I'm saying? Like you can right. have to do genealogy to find out where our original people came from. Which I had yeah. a cousin that did it, and our people come from um, West Africa, Guinea Bissau. So I'm I'm Guinean. Oh yeah, yeah, yeah. So you know, I, found I out I'm when I did, I, I don't know how accurate those DNA things are, because like ten of my friends, we all have there's some Africa in our background, like parts different parts of Africa and stuff. Like my family's, but is it says we had like I don't know what the percentage was, but it was from like Rob, southern you didn't, you didn't Africa. Know you didn't know that we every white person is going to have African descent. We are all from Africa. You didn't know that. See, that's what I was trying to tell them. Y- yeah, they're, they're, exactly. Yes, all white people should have some African descent. They, they, if you go back, trillions and trillions historians will tell you that the first the first person on the planet was a black woman. 
a black woman. So good we to all me. come from a black woman. <laughs> you know what I'm saying? You know, but, you know, no one wants no one wants to have that conversation. No one wants to have that conversation. But yes, every yeah. white person should have African descent in their so I don't know why you shouldn't be surprised by that. Well, I'm telling you, other people were. That's why I was saying we weren't, but other people were. Oh, you were saying we were, and they didn't believe it. Yeah, they're, right. They're just, yeah, they must have went to. They probably went to public school. Well, they saw. You know, they're like, well, it makes sense. You are, you know, a good dancer, and I. Uh... <laughs> <laughs> Oh, yeah. <laughs> that is funny. That is funny. Oh, yeah. man. Well, Milwaukee Improv, I've never been there before. I actually have family in Milwaukee, and one of my favorite female comedians is from Milwaukee, Kelly Kells. I like me cool. Kelly Kells. Um, she, she is you know, from Milwaukee. It's, I, it's funny because you kind of run, you know, like with, with – uh, Black comics and stuff, they kind of only play black clubs, but there's a lot of crossover mm-hmm. too, right? And so, yeah. like, a lot of these improvs are in areas where, like, Houston, you don't ever see, you rarely see a white comic on the Houston improv. And if it is, it's Gary right. Owen, right? Right. Now, right. what I like about you is you write where you can cross. You can play either or. It doesn't matter, right? Right, right. That's right. And I and I actually so when, I like I like the crossover. I like the change up because it's never the same. For, I mean, it's never the same anyway when you get on stage. But I like being able to look in the audience and know what what to part, what to get them with. You know what I mean? Right. Yep. And that's how I feel because starting in Detroit, like you had to be mm-hmm. versatile. And if you're not, you had to eat you alive. Yep. Absolutely. I don't know where Absolutely. I was going with and that, I, but it was you get more. You, you get more work. Thing. Yeah. Yeah, you get more work. You get more work being um versatile and you get more work being clean. Yep. The pay is better That's clean. True. I didn't know that until until I did a couple clean shows and the pay I was like, Okay, I, I can do clean. <laughs> yep. <laughs> like That's I can so do true. clean all day. This this is a good payday. <laughs> yeah. But um but I really, really, really appreciate you for coming on the show, Rob. Of course. It's been it's it's been a delight. I'd love to have you come back to Grand Rapids. You have to let me know. You know the whole uh full house fell through. Yeah, I know. Yeah. I, I knew it was gonna I happen. was actually working I was booked on one gig right before right I was like his last one, but he already passed me on to the theater that was we didn't work with him, but um, I, you just yeah. missed me last week. I was, this this week I was in Grand Rapids. I I did a um, show up in Traverse City, but I flew into Grand Rapids. Oh, okay, okay. I've never been to Traverse City. How far is that from Grand Rapids? Are you kidding? It's like uh, like two hours north. Yeah, I was supposed to play uh, Traverse City in January. I was going to feature for Heather J, but I got in a car accident. Oh, yeah, that'll slow you down. Huh? I said, yeah, that'll slow you down. Yeah, so, you know, I was was supposed to be in Traverse City, but 
I I I didn't make it, but yeah. So Traverse City is um, I think uh, what's his name? Mike Jeter. Yep. Mike Jeter out of Detroit. He does. He runs. That wasn't that what I was doing. Does. I was doing a corporate gig at the Traverse. Uh, Traverse. What do you call that? The resort and spa. Okay. Okay. Yeah. Yep. I've I've heard it's nice there though. I've I've just never done it before. Yeah, I, mean, I gotta Rabbit's get out again in January. I'm playing the Doctor Grimm's. Okay, yeah. Well, let me know. Let me know. I'll open up for you. Um, I think they already booked a feature because somebody else asked me then too when I was already when I booked it. Oh, okay. Yeah. Okay. Sorry. Yeah, they usually let you, <laughs> they usually let you bring your own feature, but um, because I feature for um Frank Roach. Yeah. I feature for him there. Um, but yeah, well, if they don't get you a feature, you know, I'm, I'm, I'll be a last minute wingman. Well, send me some pictures of what you're wearing on stage now and we'll talk. <laughs> <laughs> Just know that it will be something covering me up because I'm shy. Okay. I can't have, like I said, I can't have oh. skin on stage. I'll start sorry, I just got an email saying that that week's been booked already, so sorry about that. <laughs> oh, that's okay. That's all right. That's all I'm right. joking. I wasn't, I wasn't going to come in there with shorts and, and tank top on anyway, so. There we go. But I'll come and see you when you're here. Sounds so good. So when you go to Grand's, I'll, I'll, I'll be in the building. I'll come and see you. Okie doke. Absolutely. All right. Well, I'm going to let you go. Well, thanks for and, having uh, me. Absolutely. Thanks for coming. I appreciate you being on the show. We absolutely love yeah. having comics on here. So I'm, I'm very, very happy that you were able to take the time out. All right. Yeah. And well, we'll be, talk soon. Yeah I'll, just, yeah, I'll be talking to you soon. You take care. Love you, Rob. All right, darling. Bye. All right. Bye. And that was Rob Little on the show hanging out with us and yeah this this was a good show that was a good talk and i'm gonna play a song for you real quick and then we are gonna be getting out of here one head life one head life she got one head life one head life she got one head life one head light, she got one head light, one head light. On my way to the club, look at what I see, I see a fine chocolate man in the car right next to me. He said, ooh, I love your style, them tiggo bitties sitting right. But your car's leaking oil and you got one head light. I said, let me get on out so you can see this big old thing. And if you nice and talking right, then I just might let you bang. Because I'm trying to find a freak, I'm all up in these streets. Now and later. My friend said, trust all that noise. It's time for all tonight.
is our girl, <clears throat> Serena Monet out of Chicago with One Head Light. That is also streaming on all platforms. She is an independent artist out here doing her thing. And, um, yeah, this this is a good show. I had uh, Rob Little come in and chat with us about what he is doing, and he is over in Milwaukee right now doing his thing at the Improv. So cool. I just I just love this. This this is one of the things that I really enjoy. Um, I really enjoy. So, yeah, that's that's what it is. Um, I want to thank y'all for listening in and tuning in to my show, and spread love, love on your your loved ones, your friends, your family. Give somebody a compliment. Do something nice and spread some love out here because we got way too much anger, animosity, nosy people, people mistreating people. Do something different. You know what I'm saying? Here at the Caribbean Radio Show, we are all about love. We are all about celebrating people and their creativity and their independence. And we want the message to spread love to just become infectious because that's what this world needs. We all need love. And with that being said, Y'all have a great weekend. Be safe, love on each other, and take care. I will see y'all next week, Friday at 12 o'clock with another guest on our show. Have a good day.